a word that we use that's very familiar to most of us, whether you're Catholic or not, is the word communion. Communion. I went to Mass today and I received communion. The highlight of the Mass for me is receiving communion. You know, I haven't been to church in a while. Am I allowed to go up for communion? I'm sick and in the hospital. Will someone bring me communion? Wow, I made my first communion and I remember the gift that I got. Communion. The word union means to be close and intimate with God. That God wants to be close to us, but also it means that we are in union with our brothers and sisters, all of us here together. That's the result of communion. Closeness to God, but unity and love of neighbor. So there are many stories in here of how that happens, but I want to show you on the video screen today a story that's common, and I want you to know, see communion in everything in this story that we're going to hear now. With a Memphis gym owner who found building muscle is nothing compared to building someone's character. It's okay. Here at the God Body Gym in Memphis, owner Roderick Duncan says real change never happens overnight. Ten. But he says it always starts in an instant. Seven. Or in this case, an instant cup of coffee. Two. Time. A few months ago, Roderick says he noticed someone behind his gym. Saw this guy sitting in the vehicle. He says the man was sleeping in one of his old cars. Homeless? Homeless guy, he had to be. So, camera rolling, he opened the door and told him to get out. Come on, get up out my car, man. And because the door doesn't lock, the next day, same problem. Look at you, man. And he kept coming back. He kept coming back. And so it went, until Roderick tried a different approach. Before I could knock on the window, I said, you know what? I came back in here, I made him a cup of coffee. And on those grounds, Roderick began to build a relationship with 24-year-old Brian Taylor. He learned about his troubled childhood and his drinking problem, and then got him some clothes, took him to get an ID, and drove him to job interviews. He even gave him a spot on his couch. Brian says he couldn't be more grateful but he doesn't always show it, whether not following the rules or violating a trust. Roderick says there have been many times over the past few months where he's told Brian, that's it, that's the last straw. And every time, it's not. Some people need more than one chance, you know? Some people, it takes a, it takes a while for most kids to stop bumping their head. You always have to work on you. And that patience may be the greatest gift he's given this young man. Everything you did yesterday is what got you in the situation today. So everything you do today is going to be preparing you for tomorrow. And both men agree, tomorrow is looking brighter. I got a job. I got more confidence. I got a smile on my face. Good thing, because Roderick says if Brian messes up one more time, he's done helping. That's it. Why do I not believe that? Well, I don't believe it either. <laughs> Unconditional love. It's crazy. <laughs> forgiveness to a fault. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Memphis.
Did you see communion everywhere? Did you see communion? That people don't always get it right away. It is over a drink that relationship happens. And some people need more than a second chance. They keep bumping their heads. How many are going to come communion today really not grateful? Oh, they're grateful, but sometimes they don't live it that way. And how about just keep showing up to the car and keep showing up? That change just doesn't happen in an instant. But it can begin at one moment. And the result of communion is forgiveness beyond imagination and unconditional love. See, that's communion. But I don't know if we always are taught that or really have that personal experience. Unity with one another is talked about in today's second reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the city in Corinth. Now, it's a community that is very divisive and very selfish. They only think about themselves, and there's real division that's happening in the city of Corinth. And so Paul is talking to the community that gathers together in houses, that's where Eucharist was celebrated at in the beginning, with people's homes as they bring food. And what was going on is the rich people got there first. They got all the best places, and then they spread their food all over the place. And they overdrank and overate. And then the workers and slaves finally showed up for Eucharist, and they were left hungry and felt excluded. Paul writes very sternly to say, wait a minute, the body and blood of Christ causes unity, that we are to be caring for one another. That's the result of the body and blood of Christ. And he really says something strongly. He says, those who are against that will be held accountable to the body and blood of Christ. Now, I want you to know at your cocktail party, you can say why there are two letters to the Corinthians. The first Corinthians written by Paul is Paul's really giving it to him. He uses naughty language. Guys, get off your butts and do something. And people got upset, so he had to write a second one a little bit better. Huh? But he's strong. He's saying unity cannot be thwarted by anyone who comes and receives communion. And so as we celebrate this feast of the body and blood of Christ and we talk about this great communion, this great Eucharist we have, it's important to know that the heart, and this is what the church doesn't get all the time, hospitality has to be centered to communion. It has to be centered. Now, hospitality just isn't being nice and offering a smile, a pat on the back, and coffee and donuts. It's much deeper to say, no matter who you are and where you're at in your life, no matter what, we are to be unified with you and eat and drink with you. Now, the church, you're going to see some, those who are interested and follow the church anyway, you're going to see a lot of processions with the host going through the streets. You're going to have holy hour, and you're going to have exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, and those things are fine. But without hospitality, they are useless exercises. No one is, who's been away from the church is going to go, hey, I saw the host go down the street and everybody was following him. I think I'll change my life. 
And yet you have people there teaching like, you're not worthy. What are you doing here? Where have you been? Hospitality, if that could be the core of our Catholic churches, powerful things happen. But we don't always believe that. Now, as your pastor for 28 years, at the end of this month, it'll be 28 years, good news to some, bad news to others, okay? <laughs> but we have always at funerals, at weddings, or any time people who come who either are not of the Catholic faith or have been away from sacraments or community for a long, long time. We make every effort to make them feel welcome. And we explain our rights that those some people who don't have a good positive image of the Catholic faith, by the time they leave, they understand what we believe, but they're made to feel welcome. Now, one of the things I do is at communion time, I encourage them to come. Some have been away for a long time. They don't know how to receive communion, but they come up because they've been moved by the Holy Spirit. And others are asked to come, if you don't receive communion, to cross your arms and come up for a blessing. That's hard sometimes because I've had a number of funerals where maybe the Catholics were only the person that died and maybe a spouse, and the kids don't go anymore, and really everybody else isn't Catholic. But yet I keep trying to talk about our faith and say, would you leave your comfortable pews and come up for a blessing? There's a number of funerals I've done. One just recently. There were about 100 people, and maybe five were Catholic. I want you to know the majority of the people got off their comfortable pews and took a risk. And all came up for a blessing. What does that say? People are hungering for the Lord. And rather than getting a lecture says, if you're not in good standings, you don't understand everything, then don't come up. But let's go pray before the blessed sacrament that God will do something. Not us, but that God will make people happen. And it begins with us and how hospitable we are. But if we keep telling people, and you know, I've been your pastor for this long, and I preach that from day one, and yet you hear other voices in the church that you believe. Well, I don't know if that's right. St. Patrick seems to be a weird parish. It's so liberal and it's so wild that they're not preaching. Hey, everything Pope Francis has said, I've said right here. Who's the big cheese, people? Your other pastor over there or Pope Francis? Tell me. Tell me. Okay, the vicar of Christ, you bet. So we're preaching exactly what the Pope said. Now, sometimes people, this is not the majority, thank God, but a small group of people will hear the homily and go, you're just letting anybody go. You mean you just said that they can just come and believe and go? Well, if the Spirit moves them in that time, that's okay, but that's why we have initiation. That's why when people, and we are what? In relationship, just like the video talked about, then we can begin to teach what we believe, why we come up. But it has to begin somewhere. And that's why when someone comes up, maybe who isn't Catholic, who isn't always getting it right, bumping their heads everywhere, maybe they've been away for a long time, that's exactly what the Lord needs to do for them. And it's called hospitality. But in initiation, that's when they begin to know what we believe. But here's the thing. Some of us think, don't come to communion unless you know how to spell transubstantiation. 
Don't come in until you believe everything, until you meet my criteria of what it means to be a Catholic. There's so many people coming up today who really don't know how to be grateful, but yet they're here, and they want to come forward. And initiation is the greatest hospitality to say, we're in relationship with you, and this is what it means to receive communion. You can't have anybody just come up all the time and say nothing to them because they believe whatever they want. No. But sometimes we just have to let them come up. People leave their comfortable pews and take a risk and said, I want to be loved by God. But some people think you have to understand everything. You know, I coach football at Sunny Slope High School for 14. This is the 14th year. Three of my former kickers are now young men. So, Omar, Ricardo, and Joey are married, and all this year, all three of them right now are new daddies, new fathers, all three of them. See, it's not just coaching football. I'm still their coach in life. And all three of them are dads right now, one just two weeks ago. And I want you to know, none of them know how to be a dad. No of them know, oh, you know, they got the books. Okay, that's how I be a dad, you know. They have a wife trying to help them who's just as lost. And you know what? They hear from their parents what it's like, but they have no clue. They don't know what it means to be a dad or a mother. And yet they still do it. And it's in the learning and the keep showing up that they learn to be good fathers and good mothers with mistakes on the way but also great things but they don't wait until they know how to be a father if you did that nobody would be here today all of you took risks but then when it comes to communion oh don't come up oh you're not doing it right you're not believing the right way and your life is just a mess well don't be moms and dads anymore well that doesn't make sense i know you know, those three young men are going to be great fathers one day because they're already good men, thanks to my coaching. just want you to know that. <laughs> but they're already good men. But you know what? They don't know how to be a father. Oh, they think they might or they read a book, but they don't know. It's not until daily living. And isn't communion the same way? See, the heart of communion has to be hospitality. And so the church is going to still keep doing exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and keep doing pilgrimages and stand and pray hours before the Blessed Sacrament. Those things are good, but you know what? Without hospitality, it means nothing. How can you have communion with God unless you have communion with one another? And so some of you who've been away from church for a while, it's so good you're here. I hope the Lord is calling you to come forward to receive communion and keep coming. That's the thing I love about the young boy in the day's video story. He kept showing up. He had no other place to go except an empty car that was unlocked. And it took someone to be in relationship. Doesn't that sound like communion? Doesn't that sound like the Catholic Church could be if it chose to do that? Hospitality is the core of communion.